Good morning from Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy, and today we continue our sermon series on the fruit of the Spirit. The fourth fruit of the Spirit is patience. God speaks to us concerning patience in James chapter 5, verses 7 through 11. The Holy Spirit inspired the author James to write, Be patient, therefore, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the, from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Brothers and sisters, do not grumble against one another so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Indeed, we call blessed those who showed endurance. You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen the outcome that the Lord brought about. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. The Holy Spirit of God grows patience in two different forms in our lives. First, it is patience to wait through suffering and hardship for the fulfillment of God's promises, most specifically the return of Jesus. Second, it is patience to love people despite their sins and difficulties and annoyance. The Holy Spirit grows both expressions of patience in our lives. I read a story online this week. Every day, a small boy accompanied his mother to a general store in their town. Every day, while his mother shopped, the boy sat by the door. The shopkeeper would pull a jar out from behind the counter with candy and offer the boy to take some. However, the boy would not reach in the jar. He would just sit there and stare at the candy inside. His mother would come to the counter to pay for her items, and when she was finished, the shopkeeper would reach into the jar and pull out a handful of candy and hand it to the boy, which he would take. Finally, one day, his mother, knowing that he was not a shy child, asked, why do you refuse to reach into the jar? The boy answered, My hand is small, and I can only grab two or three pieces at a time. But the shopkeeper, he has large hands that grab so much more. Be patient. God's hands are much bigger than yours. Verses 7 through 8 urge patience through life's struggles. Another word we can use is endurance. Patience and endurance are identical in their usage here. He, he teaches us to faithfully endure the sufferings and temptations of this life until Jesus returns and makes all things as they should be. Listen again to what he says. Verse 7, be patient. Therefore, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord, the farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient until it receives the early and late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts. For the coming of the Lord is near. He gives us the illustration of the farmer planting and watering and weeding his crops day in and day out, no matter if it's hot or humid, raining, if he's ill or injured or busy with other concerns, he must faithfully and consistently work his crops. He works knowing that the day will come when the harvest is brought in and the reward is realized. Patience is not just sitting around waiting. No, it's active. Actively follow Jesus until he returns. Actively prepare yourself for the day, increasing your knowledge of Jesus and his gospel 
striving for the growth of the Spirit in your life. Actively resist temptation and live a life that is glorifying God and promoting goodness. Actively share the gospel and invite people to church and, and serve the needy to see more and more repent of their sins and belong to Jesus and enjoy the blessing in his return. To patiently wait means to faithfully love God and others through the hard days and the tedious ones until Jesus returns and we enjoy the promises that he's made to us. Christian, each day look forward to the return of Jesus and completion of his kingdom here on earth. All those who believed in Jesus will be alive together with him. No more pain and no more tears. The lure of temptation will be extinguished. Our hearts will be filled with peace and joy in this full presence of God. Keep that day in your mind as you struggle. When your body hurts and doesn't work right, when people are difficult and hateful and destructive, when it is all just too much to figure out and you are overwhelmed, remember, God is going to right all these wrongs. Be still and know that he is God. I know that it feels like it's taken too long. I know that it's easy to look around and say, God, why have you not come yet? Have you forgotten about us? I've said it too. The apostles seemed to think that it was coming soon. I think they failed to understand that God's concept of soon and ours is often not the same. God is bigger and sees so much more. He's not anxious or impulsive. 2 Peter 3, 8-10 is helpful. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be destroyed with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. God is patient because he loves people. Every day, remind yourself that Jesus is coming back and that he will make all things right and fix all that is broken. I also want to warn you of false teachers who claim to know and proclaim specific times and facts about the return of Jesus beyond what the scriptures tell us. God has not given us a time. In fact, the scriptures continually say it will come like a thief in the night. No one will expect it. Jesus even says, But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. God has left this a mystery to us. Avoid teachers and authors who claim to know what God has not revealed. They are false. In verse 9, Paul gives us another facet of patience. He urges us to be patient with one another. Brothers and sisters, do not grumble against one another so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. Be patient with one another. Sometimes the suffering or difficulty that we endure is other people. This is the same idea as last week when we learned to show each other some grace. Because Jesus has shown us grace. He says not to grumble against one another. Grumble is a good word. To grumble is to stew on the shortcomings or failings or sins of one another. Listen, do not be going around and grumbling against each other. 
listen, especially don't do it against people in your own church, your brothers and sisters that you're called to love in an extra special way. If someone calls you or comes to you and wants to grumble, tell them that you'll have no part of it. Here's why grumbling is such a big problem. It distracts you and the people who hear it away from Jesus. Instead of enjoying the goodness of God and helping others and yourself to know and to follow Jesus, you are putting everyone's mind on negativity and you're tearing someone down instead of building them up. It does no good. It helps no one. Listen, when we grumble to people about church or about people at church, they don't want to come here. People are not going to come to a church where there is grumbling. Do not tear down. Do not be an impediment. Build up and be an encourager and let people know about the goodness. The old saying is true. You don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Heed the warning. The judge is standing at the door. Know that Jesus is at the door. That is part of patiently waiting. He's at the door, and he might come through at any moment, so do not let your last words be an attack or judgment against someone else. Instead, love God and love others with every word so that you and they might be better prepared for the return of Jesus. James continues to press a lifestyle of patiently waiting in verses 10 and 11. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Indeed, we call blessed those who showed endurance. You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen the purpose of of the Lord, how the Lord is passionate and merciful. The prophets in Job are highlighted as ones who are patient through suffering. Their stories are all slightly different, but they continue to trust and follow God over long periods of time, even when it hurt, and it was hard to see what God was doing. Elijah hid in the wilderness for years of his life after faithfully declaring the word of God. Before God provided victory. Daniel and Ezekiel were both prophets during Israel and Judah's exile. Because of the unfaithfulness of their people, God had used a foreign nation to conquer them and drag them off in slavery. The prophets faithfully served God and delivered his word through suffering. Some of it brought on as a direct result of their faithfulness. But they patiently waited for God's deliverance. In verse 11, he calls this endurance when he says, Indeed, we call blessed those who showed endurance. Job is another biblical character highlighted in this passage. It says he showed endurance. Job was a faithful man. Satan said that Job was only faithful to get things from God. So God allowed Satan to afflict Job. As Job suffered, his friends and his wife tried to convince him that he was unfaithful and that God hated him and that he should just give up and die. However, Job kept going to God. He struggled, and he was not perfect, but he kept going to God. In time, God used the situation to greatly bless Job, as well as thousands of years of people who were blessed by his story. To trust God means to patiently wait for him. For us to be patient and endure until Jesus comes back, I want to give us some characteristics that will characterize a life of patiently waiting for God. I hope to paint two pictures for you. One of a person who is patiently waiting on God and the other who is impatient and not looking forward to the return of Jesus. First, 
A life patiently waiting on God will be filled with prayer. Prayer is the closest thing we get to the day that Jesus returns. We get to connect, to communicate to God today. An impatient person, an impatient person will often stop praying and, and seeking God's help. They're now seeking a way forward on their own. They do not trust that God is helping and do not see his place in their life. Second, know and obey God's word. Patient waiting is characterized by continuing to follow God's ways even when it's hard. Impatience is characterized by taking matters into your own hands and to seek your happiness and peace. We stop waiting for God and start doing things contrary to his ways to better ourselves. Third, love people. Patience is loving and caring for people despite their difficulties and attacks on you. Impatience will attack back, take revenge, grumble, and complain. These actions only compound the troubles of this life and distract people from goodness and love and salvation. Fourth, enjoy what God has given you. A person who is patiently waiting will look for the goodness that God has put around us and enjoy it and give thanks for it. The impatient person will be too anxious and stressed by life to notice the good things and slow down enough to enjoy them. Their minds will be captivated by their difficulties. Fifth, tell others about Jesus. The person who is patiently waiting will be excited about what Jesus is doing and what he's going to do, and they'll want to tell everyone who will listen. For the impatient person, Jesus will be a small part of his or her life, and they will not know the glory so they will not speak of it. God has great things prepared for you. and The time is nearer every day. The Spirit of God is growing your patience as you look forward to His promises. Trust that He is good and that His hands are so much bigger than yours, able to fix every problem, and that His wisdom is greater than yours, knowing the perfect timing for all things. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. My name is Pastor Jeremy, and I'm so glad that you listened with us and joined with us. You can get deeper with us by going to www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. There you can click the Contact Us button to let us know you're listening and how we can pray for you and serve you. You can also click there to find all of our sermons and midweek focus in the past uh, for more listening and learning. Have a great week. Love God. Love others. And tell somebody about Jesus.